Welcome to the Church Solutions Podcast, brought to you by JSL Solutions. The Church Solutions Podcast is designed to help equip you and your church in the use of technology and other tools and services. And now, here are your hosts, Steve Lacey and Phil Thompson. And it's another great day to do a Church Solutions Podcast. Hi, my name is Steve Lacey. And my name is Phil Thompson. We come to you every week. We are with a fine company called JSL Solutions. We do streaming video through the means of streamingchurch.tv. We do mobile apps, churchapplive.com. We do church management and website templates and tools for your churches through myflock.com. And we even have another product called greeter.church, which is uh, the ability to have a live greeter on your church website to answer people, answer people's questions when they come. Yes, we do. All right. So I'll make sure you agreed with me on that. Yes. <laughs> this is always the awkward time of the podcast. All right. So uh, we're glad you're here. Thanks so much for coming. And uh, today we are going to talk about a subject that uh, is my church is always very interested in this. And, and I would think a lot of churches would be. And that would be you're the back door. The back door. Yeah. I, I had to put some oil on the back door because <laughs> it was squeaking at my church. And actually, I did have a backdoor problem. I had to work on the hinge the other day. <laughs> Got it to work. But I'm not sure that's what we're talking about, but yeah. that is the backdoor problem. Do you have one? Uh, yeah, that's a good question. So when we say backdoor, what we're talking about here is, you know, when you have people coming and visiting your church, you know, are they actually staying and becoming regular attenders? Are they becoming members if you have membership? You know, are they involved in your church? And and so this is kind of a term that uh, I think is coined by most by a lot of church stuff out there, and that is, you know, hey, we got people coming, but we got a backdoor problem. They're coming, but they're they're leaving. Yes, they're leaving out the back door. We we don't know what's going on. What happened to them? Where'd they go? And so uh, this is to, for me a very interesting topic. Yes, I, I thought so too. Yeah. So we got we're going to have some interesting little data here and some good rules of thumb. Yeah. So the, the, we kind of titled this at least right now. We may change it again by the time we put it online. But you know the backdoor problem. Do you have one? So we need to talk about you know do you have a backdoor problem? You may have a backdoor problem and not realize it, or you may think you have one and you might actually not have a problem. Yeah, you may have not. a front door problem. You may have a front door problem, exactly. So uh, a couple of people wrote a book a while back called Gary uh, McIntosh, I think, is how you say that his name, and uh, uh, Charles Arn, or A-R-N, Charles Arn. Is that how would you say that? I don't know. Uh, but they wrote a book called What Every Pastor Should Know, 101 Indispensable Rules, Rules of Thumb, for leading your church. And in this book, they had some, what you might call key metrics about tracking so you can determine whether or not you have a healthy front door and also, you know, talk a little bit about the back door. So what we're talking about here today is what, what I use the term a simulation. Uh, you know, some people make jokes about Star Trek or whatever, and the, the being assimilated to the Borg or whatever it was back then. I didn't watch that TV series, but, uh, so a simulation is what we're going to talk a little bit about and in the backdoor deal. So there you go. Right. So the the first key thing for a healthy church with a good front door is that if your church is growing, you'll need more guests each year than you have people in total and average attendance on a weekend. 
Okay. So, for example, that's a, that's a challenge. An yeah. illustration would be: um, I have a growing church of 500 on a weekend. Mm-hmm. You would need 500 guests to walk through your door in a year. Okay. So in a 12-month period. All right. Those are pretty big numbers. Uh, well, at least for some churches. Yeah, and is. I thought yeah. this was a great rule of thumb. So, if I've got a church of a thousand or ten thousand, or a church of seventy-five, yeah. I'm going to want to look at my numbers and see. That's yeah, a good indicator of if I'm not getting seventy-five guests in a year, and I get seventy-five, you know, members on a weekend. I need to see about you know why that why why is that? Why am I not growing, or why am I not re- reaching more people? Why am I not getting more guests? Right, right, yes. Okay. Uh, some stats here that you always love. The typical growing church sees twenty percent of first-time guests becoming a part of the church. Yes. So, so, so out of our 500 example, we would want 20%. 100 of those people, if they come once, they'll typically become a, um, a, a full-time member. Part of, yeah, okay. And then there's another one. Growing churches see nearly 40% of second-time guests become part of the church. So if they come twice, there's 40% chance, right? That they'll become a member. Right. And then the, the next big one is uh, close to 60% of people will become part of your church after their third visit. And, and uh, that, one of the things my church does and is we actually encourage people, uh, we, we make a little one or two liner deal that we say sometime towards, towards the you know, beginning of the service somewhere, like maybe right before announcements where, you know, we welcome you and we invite you to take the, the three week challenge. And we'd encourage you to come three weeks to our church because we think if you'll come three weeks, you will, you, you will not, you, you'll just love us. You, you can't help but fall in love with us. And we kind of over-exaggerate, make fun of it. You know, we make kind of a joke out of it, but we do try to get people to come three times. That way, according to these stats, six out of 10 will. Yeah. Become members yeah. if they come three weeks. Yeah, that's and so so based on that information, uh, if you're involved in leadership of your church, pastor, key volunteer, your primary goal for first time guest should be to get them to come back. <laughs> yes, because if I I double my chances, yeah. if I can get one of those first time guests to come a second right. time, right now, and I think what we're trying to say here is. Sometimes there's this idea that okay they came the first time so let's 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 you know corner them somewhere and say okay we want to get you connected to a small group or get you serving on the hospitality team or here join our bible study you know uh, and do it right now you know and and what we're saying here is no that's not the case just just try to get them to come back <laughs> right the not, goal is yeah right. you don't want to get them completely plugged in after the first visit cuz if you can get them to come back, they're going to eventually get plugged in on their own. Right, yeah. And and honestly, from my experience of doing ministry, which is almost four decades now, believe it or not, I have found that if you you plug people in, this is just my perspective, but if you get somebody and you plug them in way too fast, like I've, we've all had this happen. I'm sure every pastor listening here, You've had somebody come to your church and go, oh, this is the greatest thing in the world. I love this church. It's their first time, you know. It's just awesome. And and then, you know, four weeks later, you don't see them, you know, uh, and, and they just, they disappear. And so uh, I'm always hesitant of just 
you know, I don't want to just put somebody involved in something until they come a little bit (laughs) because, you know, maybe we're not a good fit for them. Maybe they thought we were, but after two or three weeks, they may find it up. This is not a good fit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That makes sense. I know what you mean. I've, uh, uh, called tutored or trained some people that were interested in, um, participating in a certain area after they just started coming and and I was excited with their eagerness to get involved. And I guess I completely misread them because they, they were all gung ho and then they didn't ever came back again. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So the point here is just, you know, let's just try to get them to come back. They come the first time, you know, encourage them to come back the second time. And we've talked about this before, but there's ways to do that as far as maybe sending a little email out or something, you know, that would say, hey, thanks for coming. We'd love to have you come back, whatever. Right. So, all right. So so the first thing we need to do is determine who are our first-time guests, right? So how do you, how do you measure, measure yeah, yeah. first-time guests? So uh, there's a couple points here. One is really being proactive, you know, engaging guests as soon as they walk up to the building before services. Now, now when I say that, I don't mean mugging them <laughs> or, or smothering them. Uh, I'm just saying, you know, you want to engage them. Uh, you know, you could set up, I mean, we're in Arizona here, so this is now getting into the time of the year where you, you can set up stuff outside here in Tucson and it's, the weather's nice and you, you know, nobody's going to bake. But, but the point is set up something maybe by the entrance that, uh, you know, maybe a welcome, you know, we used to have this years ago when you and I, back in the nineties, were at our church, we had a welcome center in our lobby, right. which I really liked that. I thought it was really nice. Uh, but, uh, it's, there's a welcome center, first time guests, first time here, maybe a sign or something. Yeah, Someone says, is this your first time here? Start here. Right. Oh. Yeah. A kiosk or something like that, uh, that will, uh, get people in the right direction and give you an opportunity to connect with them, not in a heavy, long winded thing, but just something to connect and, and, and do that. So, yeah. So next tip for figuring out, you know, get, measuring your first timers is, we actually call it a connection card. I don't know what yeah. other people, other churches are doing, but uh, you encourage everyone to fill out a connection card and to identify. You know, if you're a first-time guest, you mark down, "I'm a first-time guest." Yeah, and that you know, like what uh, I think where you and I come from, uh, you know, you could put a little connection card inside your program if you have programs. Hopefully, I mean, we've talked about programs in the past, but you know, somewhere where everybody gets a chance to fill out this card, and and we encourage not just first-time people to fill out a card. We ask everybody. Uh, in our services, hey, if you have a prayer request, and again, you you design your connection card so that you have, uh, you know, people can respond to announcements with a connection card. They want to get involved in some event going on. They want a prayer request. They want to get on your newsletter. They put their email in. So it's you get everybody. You develop a culture of okay, we're going to fill out our connection card. We have a deal called My Key Takeaway. So at the end of the message, uh, people can write down what they got out of the message or what they thought they got out of it. And so the the first time person doesn't feel so awkward of, okay, yeah. I'm the only one filling this card out. Everybody's doing it. Right. And, and you would encourage the first timers to do this and second timers and third times. And then if you're really, really uh, you know savvy, you offer the first timers or even the second timers a gift. Yes. So I know what we do at our church is we say, fill out your card. If you're a first timer, hold on to it and take it over to our welcome center and we'll give yeah. you this free one, this free gift. Yeah. Free coffee so, mug or yeah. t-shirt. I don't know. Whatever, so whatever you're going to do. Yeah. You know, we've talked about 
gifts before on these podcasts, but uh, yeah, so so you know that's a little incentive to try to get that card because that's hard to do, and 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 you know you, you don't want to pressure people because people are always leery, especially today, leery yes. of giving you their information, right? Right. So. You know, it's it's not easy to do, but if you do it right, if you really work on it as a staff, as as whoever's doing announcements, you know, if you do it right, and, you sh- you should be able to get some of those cards. Right. And one of the things I, I learned from one of our pastors actually here in town that he had learned was the simpler that communication card, yeah. or connection card can be, the better. So he has reduced his to just. Um, your name and your email address. Interesting. So yes, and okay. you, you find that you get you get higher uh, participation higher rates rate. if you yeah. simplify that card. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, absolutely. So th- that's one of the ways you could do that. Um, you know, it's connect trying to trying to collect information on people is hard. It's delicate. It's very sensitive, but if you're able to do that, and you can do it other ways. I mean, I guess if if you have a children's ministry and you require your, you know, the kids need to be checked in, I would think that there's got to be some way to get a, a name of the parent checking in, you know, yeah, and maybe the contact yeah, information. Probably lots of creative ways to do it. Yeah. So back to our, I mean, our topic is do we have a backdoor problem? Yeah. So again, kind of reinforcing whether you, because you may have, well, you know, our church is not growing, what's going on? I'm not getting enough people that are coming, you know, that are becoming members. And so the first thing to do would be to to first track your first-time guests and see if that number, you'd have to go for a year or track for a year to see if you're... They, the first time guests that you get in a year equals your weekend attendance. Yeah. So you want the total number of guests, including kids, over 12 months to exceed your weekly average attendance. Yes. So, yeah. Yep. So, um, absolutely. So, so part of the problem here is, again, and we, the reason we're talking about this today is most pastors and leadership, you know, if they, they want their churches to grow. So that's the the big deal here. But uh, many churches complain about this. Oh, I got a problem. I don't know how to fix it. I got this backdoor problem. And, and they see new people every Sunday. And so they assume people are coming to worship, but they're not really taking the steps and they're not really sticking. Therefore, they assume they have a backdoor problem. And, and the reality is that many, in many of these instances, uh, their number of first-time guests as a percentage of the total attendance is just really, really low. Yeah. If you go and you run your numbers, and like I mentioned earlier, if you're getting only 30 people through the door and I run 100 on a weekend, then I am way below. I have a front door problem, not a back door problem. Exactly. And so so it's a front door problem. So what, how do you solve some of the front row problems? That's yeah. And that's another challenge. So, uh, of course, as we know, whether it be business or even church life, the number one reason people uh, give for showing up to a church service, or even many times if, if you have a secular business and buying a product, is somebody told them about it. So, so in, in a case of a church, you know, a friend invited them. That's overall the board, usually the number one reason. Yeah, we've got a stat here saying 75 and 80% of the people that visit the church for the first time because of an invitation from a friend. Yeah, exactly. So if I'm getting low numbers, I need to uh, create an environment that my members can invite their friends and neighbors. 
Yeah. And, and that's, you know, and so there's honestly, it needs to be, it needs to be a message that's communicated, uh, from the, the pulpit, the platform, it needs to be communicated from your leadership team. It needs to be part of your church's DNA, so to speak, mm-hmm. is that you're going to invite people. Uh, you're going to invite your neighbors. You're going to invite people you work with. And, uh, you know, again, there's, <laughs> I know lots of churches out there as you do too, Steve, and, and some of them are, are really, really pushy and, you know, and their people, unfortunately, in my opinion, are, are really pushy and that turns people off. But I think there's a good way to do it. Uh, and it, and this is probably, we don't have enough time in this podcast to go over it, but I think your messages on Sunday morning, your church services, so to speak on Sunday morning, need to be set up where they are, where you're, you're, you're discussing topics that are relevant to society. So, you know, relationship issues, um, yeah, so our, our yeah our notes here talk about creating an environment that produces life changing exactly you know life changes engaging worship right and you know creative elements so that the yeah. people are excited that are there to invite their friends yeah. nobody wants to go oh you want to go listen to a really boring sermon this next <laughs> Sunday by this this yeah. monotone guy that's <laughs> yeah and this is where you know I understand I this is where it gets hard and it gets very difficult because. You know, <laughs> this is where it takes the work is creating, as you just said, an environment where it's conducive to inviting new people. And, and, and Christians are notorious for not really understanding that, you know, and we, we, many Christians just go to church out of tradition. They go because their parents did, they go because they think it's the right thing to do. But, you know, you get somebody that's not been in that environment or certainly not in it for a long time and, and you're turning, you've try to get them to come to your church and your church is just not relevant to where they're at, where these new people are at, they're not going to come <laughs> well, or they're not going to come back. Yeah. They may not come back and the person, you know, the, the, the member may not be excited about inviting them. Yeah. Yeah. So, but if you do have, if you do, if you do have your numbers, you got, you know, good ratios on uh, first time guests versus your weekend attendance and you're finding that your church is not growing by, you know, the percentages we talked about earlier. Right. And so, and also, you know, shameless plug for some of our church management tools. We have um, features in there to track first timers, second timers, third timers, and be able to run reports and see what's going on and right. follow up with, with uh, the the second time, the first timers, second timers, and third so timers. So you're talking about myflock.com. Yes. And uh, which people, if they have, if they happen to use streamingchurch.tv, they already have access to those, to those yeah, tools. Yeah, so, yeah. Or even churchapplive.com, which is the mobile app, they have access to the, the management, church management tools you're referring to. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So, you know, one thing, if you do have a backdoor problem, you need to be diligent about recognizing it. And, uh, you know, they say, what, what's the old saying? What you measure is what gets done. Yeah. So if you're measuring um, the drop-off rate of first to second time or second time to third time or third time to not becoming a member, you're, you know, if you're on top of it, measuring it, you'll recognize where the issues are and you can put things in place to do that. Right. And a right. lot of times it's, it's a, an assimilation discipleship 
kind of thing to allow avenues for people to get involved and right. getting um, connected, be connected right. with your ministry. Yeah. So if your first time guest numbers are much higher than your overall attendance, but your attendance is still not growing, then you got a backdoor problem. Then you have a backdoor problem. And if that's the case, your first step is going to be, you know, consider, okay, uh, how can you get these people connected that are coming discipleship programs, uh, some way to get them, you know, small group, getting involved in a small group, getting involved in some of the programs at the church. Those would be, you know, one of the things you'd have to really work on. And, but because boy, there's nothing more frustrating if you have lots of people coming and <laughs> they're not coming, you know, or they're not staying. So, so if you have a front door challenge though, it's time to focus on something, uh, you know, creating some kind of an environment, service environments that compel people to invite their friends. So absolutely. All right. Interesting stuff. I I like some of these stats myself. Uh, I always like good rules of thumb. I mean, even with, um, you know, we run an online business, you would call this our sales funnel. And um, if you're not getting people on the fat end of the funnel, then then you got a problem. Right. Or if you're getting enough people through the fat end, and they're not, you know, you're sticking. Your twenty, twenty, forty, or sixty percenters aren't coming around, then you need to take action. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's a it's a management problem. Yep. So. And if and in church we would call it a leadership problem. Yes. <laughs> and so and that's hard to swallow, especially if you're a pastor right now listening to this, or you're a key leader in your church, and you you've got some of these issues we've talked about. I know it's hard to swallow. I've been there, and probably still am because I do work a little. I do a little part time work at my church. So the book is what every pastor should know. 101 Indispensable Rules of Thumb for Leading Your Church. You might want to consider that. And uh, if we can help you with some of this, uh, certainly let us know. If you got something to add to this, uh, you think this is just totally out the lunch and we're just, you know, we're crazy, uh, we'd, we'd love to hear from you as well, good or bad. We always like input. Uh, support at streamingchurch.tv is one of the ways you can get a hold of us. And okay. uh, and as Steve just mentioned, we do have some really nice church management tools that are available at myflock.com. And again, if you do if you do video streaming video, you've already got access to that. Uh, but and you can do a free trial, you know, if you're curious. So anyhow, good stuff. All right. So I guess we're out of time. We're done. And uh, you can listen to this podcast. You can actually subscribe to this podcast. By uh, by doing what, Steve? How can people get this on a regular basis on their phone? On their phone. So if you're uh, an iPhone user, then you would go to iTunes and find us in iTunes and subscribe, and it will show up on your iTunes list. If you're on Android phone, you can go to your favorite podcast player and search for okay. uh, Church Solution Podcast and, sur- and subscribe. We're on Stitcher Radio and... Anywhere, any anywhere you're fi- anywhere you're the better podcasts are found. Yeah, the better ones, of course. Yes. Us. So, Church Solutions Podcast. That's that's what it's called, and uh, and we're floating around on i. Or actually, we're we're uh, we're somewhere on YouTube. We got the audio on YouTube, and if you look for streamingchurch.tv's channel, you, you'll hear the audio on on YouTube. So, we'd love to have you subscribe to us. That way, you get us every week. And no no must, no fuss. All right. I'm Phil Thompson. He's Steve Lacey. Uh, Thanks for listening. We hope you have a great day. And we will catch you next time on another edition of the Church Solutions Podcast. Mm -hmm.